Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You are now listening to the Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast. What is going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Philly Pod brought to you by TheLibertyLine.com. I am your host today, Victor Williams. Be sure to uh, follow on all social platforms over at the Philly Pod, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, anywhere uh, you're able to catch my content. If you're new to the show, thank you guys for checking out this uh, this podcast. Be sure to rate five stars, leave those reviews. Each and every one does help with the exposure of the Philly Pod. Bring it to new eyes and ears of uh, Eagles fans, NFL fans as we uh, go ahead and start the longest part of the year, but I'll be at the most exciting part of the year for us anyway, as content creators, the NFL offseason. Joined, as always, by my faithful co-host. You can follow him on social platforms at Stephen Conrad Jr. Stephen, we've had some time to sit on the Super Bowl loss. I'm not going to say we're over it or we're necessarily happy with ourselves, but we have to be feeling just a tad bit a little more a little more grounded since the loss. Still tough to swallow every time I think about it and watch it back. It's definitely... Uh, painful but i like to believe we're we're feeling just a, a little better considering the direction uh that this franchise is headed currently you use the word you use the word faithful to describe me in this introduction and that's how i'm feeling about this team i think this team <laughs> believes in that word the quarterback <laughs> believes in that word i would like to think the gm and the uh, head coach believe in that and the rest of the roster um i think they're built to endure this um but at this point, like you said, as you highlighted, you had mentioned this is the most exciting time of the year. I mean, obviously, if they won the Super Bowl, we'd be you know talking a little bit more differently. But it's exciting in that, well, this team's going to look a lot different. At least we think it is, right? There's a lot of free agents. Um, for some reason, a lot of people think, you know, that aren't in this area think a lot of those free agents um, are like crucial ones. And I mean, we're here. We're going to tell you a lot differently. Um, mm-hmm. Some we would prefer, you know, for them to bring back. But at the end of the day, the best players on this team are under contract. Right. And actually, one of them is probably going to get extended here very soon. Yeah, the most very, important very position. Soon. The it's most important yeah. player, too. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. It's definitely it's definitely coming. We got some uh, some housekeeping notes to hit on. I wanted to get up here, hit on some things that have happened since the Super Bowl, considering or concerning uh, the Eagles. But before we do get into that, shout out, as always, to the sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, just because football is over, it doesn't mean that the action stops. The NBA playoff race is starting to heat up, and we still have NHL action. For a limited time only, you can win $200 instantly with DraftKings Sportsbook. All you have to do is sign up for a new account, make a deposit, and place a $5 wager on a pregame money line. And if your bet wins, you'll receive $200 in free bets instantly in addition to any cash winnings from your original Wager. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw cash whenever you want. So download DraftKings Sportsbook app today with the link in our podcast description. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Steven, your favorite player is now on a new team with the Phoenix Suns, so it's going to be intriguing to see all these new parts, especially over in the West uh, with Kyrie and Dallas and KD and Phoenix, and to see how all these 
uh, parts start to mesh as they uh, they heat up for the playoffs. And uh, I that nobody believes in the Nuggets. That's for sure. Out of the West, I know I don't. So you know, I, think, I don't. Uh, uh, we we certainly don't. I think Lake Show Lake Show gonna make a little make a little run. Oh come on. <laughs> You hate the I think Golden State will be back. Everybody seems to forget about them, but this oh, Phoenix wow. team okay. is nothing to uh, play with. And you mentioned like the playoffs. Like my God, that All Star game was awful last night. I can't wait to see real competitive basketball because that All Star game last night. I mean, I wa- I stopped watching after the first quarter. Like the NBA playoffs can't come here soon enough. Yeah, the league certainly needs to uh, do something about about uh, the, the All-Star game. Players definitely don't care, uh, so they need to figure out a, a method of that. I will say, Philly, Philly's own Mac, Mac McClung revived the dunk contest, single-handedly revived the dunk contest at 540. I know you're a big YouTube guy. I don't know if you knew that he was like that from from. Oh, YouTube. yeah, I did. Because apparently he's been doing this since high school. So, uh, so uh, you know, Doc Rivers see. isn't going to play him now. Oh no, we're not going on a Mac McClung victory tour. You know, that's not you know you know that's not happening. But it's good after all the pain we endured after the World Series. What was it? The uh, the chicken guy, the chicken man, whatever that was. He gave us some solace. And then after the Super Bowl, we have Mac McClung to bring us some happiness in the city. We win a trophy some type of way. So good on him uh, uh, for that. But yes, concerning Eagles football, uh, the first note I I, I want to hit on is how the NFL. I like how when the I like how when the Eagles get good at something, Stephen, the NFL decides mm. that we need to take it out of the we need to take it out of the playbook entirely because the NFL, after the Eagles were predominantly unstoppable, virtually unstoppable on quarterback sneaks this year because of their altered version of the of the QB push, basically pushing Hertz from behind out of a, a victory like formation. The NFL has decided that they're going to take a closer look at this particular play and see if they want to remove it and ban it completely because Sean Payton mm. apparently made it a point to say, if they're not going to ban it, we are going to run this play every single time there's third and fourth and short. I don't know how effective it's going to be with Russell Wilson under center as compared to, uh, to, to Jalen hurts, but yeah, let's just NFL, ban extra points then. Yeah. Because what, what did they say? They, they want the game to be aesthetically pleasing and to took the tush push as, as, as right, they call it sport anymore. I'm so sick of this. <laughs> It, 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 isn't it referred to as sports entertainment now in any, anyway? I'm so sick of this, man. It, like, I love football so much, and they're just taking away the sport. They're taking away the sport part of it. Yeah, they are. They what, are. Do mean, so, what do you mean it's not aesthetically pleasing? Ask me this. Are, are the QB game of Niels, football is Like, what? Are QB Neal's aesthetically pleasing? No, it's stupid. No, not at all. And it is, hurts the quarterback's rushing stats. <laughs> are fullback dives aesthetically pleasing? No, no, no. But those are all effective ways. And it wasn't aesthetically Eagles, pleasing when Tom Brady's, you know, stick unathletic <laughs> build would do those QB sneaks for his entire career. Like, what are we talking about? It's bad. It's bad. So the so so on the year, the Eagles ran forty-one QB sneak attempts. If you had to guess, how many times did they convert on third and fourth down? On those how many QB did you say attempts? we ran? They ran it forty-one times. How many times do you think they converted? <laughs> like. I would say it's in the 30s. Yeah, 37. They converted 37 <laughs> of the 41 times, and that and that accounts for 15 percent of their total touchdowns. So the league sees that number, right they're like, "Yo, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do something." So mm. Dean Blandino, a rules analyst for Fox Sports, recently said that I think the league is going to take a look at this, and I'd be shocked if they don't make a change. I was talking wow. to now Denver Broncos head coach Sean Payton during Sunday's game, and he said we're going to do this every single time next season if they do not take it out. The league wants to showcase football player skills. They want to showcase their skill sets. And the uh, QB push is not aesthetically pleasing, so the league wants to remove that and put the skills on uh, on display. I don't know what 
fourth and one skill you're going you're going to see is a halfback is a halfback run for a first down more aesthetically all right fine just uh fine you know what our counters to that's gonna be Mm. you just direct snap it to the running back and push him for it if you can't do it yeah i mean like whatever like losers stupid who's doing this it's it's because my, my thing is, is that if it was so effective, why why doesn't every team deploy it? I was just going to say, we're the only team who does this. Because because not every quarterback poses the physical threat that Jalen Hurts is. Hurts is stronger than the average defender, dating back to his days as, as a power lifter. And the Eagles has exactly a tremendous uh, advantage uh, in short yardage situations because of the offensive line. So I don't understand why we, because we're u- utilizing our the best offensive line of football, and Hurts is freaking like... <laughs> lower body strength the and nfl now, deep state oh yeah that's that's what it is and now first the, they the, hated the process and now they won't let us run our I seen, most I seen, effective i seen josh allen run it multiple times this year and i didn't hear anything about that but because well, wait j- do they just want to want us to run it from the shotgun now like we can do the same thing they don't want i don't think they like it from the from the victory formation that the eagles do i don't think they like the whole line up two players behind hurts and just shove him forward i don't think they like that they, they, yeah, multiple players this year have said it's cheating, it's illegal. There's no even when you know it's coming, you can't stop it. Obviously, we saw. That I may be long. biased here, but I personally have enjoyed it so much because of I feel <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, I feel like the one thing with Andy Reid during his era here, I feel like in short yardage situations, he overthought everything. He'd always run like a toss to the outside. It was always some complicated play, and it was just so refreshing this season to just know every short yardage situation we're pounding that ball and just falling forward every time. Yeah. They didn't care how they got it. They didn't care, of course, how they got touchdowns. The Eagles ran. Uh, Jalen Hurts rushed the ball ten times during the Super Bowl alone. Uh, during the Super Bowl alone, six of those times were QB sneaks. So I think <laughs> once the whole once that was on the national stage, I think the league was like, "Dude, we got to do something about this. This is not. Mm. This is not. Uh, this is not ideal. If the Eagles are going to run this all the time, other teams are going to start running this all the time. But other teams don't have Jalen Hurts under center. I don't think it's going to work when you have Jared Goffs and Matthew Stafford's and Russell. Yeah, they're Wilson really just trying to slow us down. That's that's embarrassing. Yeah, they literally just want to slow down the Eagles. That's 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 what it is. So that's so so that's that's great that that rule is. Uh, yeah, they're going to start looking. Because yeah, you know so. what, I can recall. I can't remember if it was. I know it was a Dallas game. Prescott tried running and he just got tackled on the backfield. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If we even you, saw. We even saw when Minshew was in and tried to run it a couple of times. And he got freaking stuffed. Like you can't, not every QB can run it. But because Jalen's literally so- revolutionizing the game, man. I yeah. told you he might be the Steph Curry of the NFL, man. He's changing the way the game's played from the QB that's, position. That's what Shanahan is supposed to be doing. He's supposed to be revolutionizing the game. It's Jalen Hurts instead with QB mm. sneaks. With QB sneaks, and everybody got to get a quarterback first. Everybody's mad because it's not the flashy play. It's not the end around. It's not the triple option. It's just put your head down and run for it. And you know the league doesn't like that. They want flashy fine, things fine. to happen. So that's that's all well and good. So just wanted to hit on that note. Uh, some other news as far as the Eagles concerned. So Jonathan Gannon, for obvious reasons, has been the uh, the hot name of the week after the uh, performance he put on in the Super Bowl, and then uh, subsequently taking the job with Arizona for their head coaching position. There's videos going around of him introducing himself, his press conference. Um, of course, we know in Philadelphia that you can't judge a head coach's uh, mm. uh, tenure by. You can't judge what that a head coach could pop, could potentially be by the uh, by by the initial press conference. But man, us knowing him in Philadelphia and watching all that and listening to it and you're just like man this guy's kind of a loser like this guy <laughs> the way he's talking to the way he's talking to his players and, and and the whole bit but now this morning the news comes out that the eagles now i knew i knew even before the 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 hire was made that the eagles were were working to have gannon back i know they were really pushing hard to have him back but i did not know that the eagles offered him a contract that would have paid him more than any of these head coaching gigs 
and then Jonathan Gannon. Uh, and then afterwards, he took the job anyway. So you know what I believe? Because we all remember how excited Gannon was. Like after the NFC Championship game, and they were all like, oh, Gannon could be a last game. And he was so enthused about staying in Philadelphia. Part of me feels like how he gave him uh, a nod but like before that game it was like yeah dude we're, we're gonna we're gonna pay you well and we're gonna keep you here as defensive coordinator and mm. if you don't know what Gannon said after that game here's a clip of how how ecstatic he was after that game on and staying in Philadelphia this uh, might be your last one here because no, you might get the call no Philly <laughs> Philly's keeping me we're good bad or indifferent I'm staying here good bad or indifferent I am staying here and the minute you lost the Super Bowl Mm. You have the interview with the Arizona Cardinals because reportedly Howie Rose, Jonathan Gannon didn't even know he was about to have an interview. He's about to get on the plane. Howie Roseman said, where are you going? Gannon said, I'm getting on the plane. I'm trying to go home. Howie said, the fuck you are. You're staying right here in Arizona and you're going to go interview with the Cardinals. You ain't getting back on this plane after what you did in the Super Bowl. You're going to stay right here. That that check I promised you, that salary I promised you to stay here. Yeah, that's off the table. Uh, mm. Forget that. Not happening anymore. So I would like to believe the Eagles offered him a contract before the Super Bowl. They saw what happened in the Super Bowl. They said, fuck this. Uh, yeah, no, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> and then they sent Gannon on his way to Arizona. How he probably set up the interview himself. He probably called the Cardinals and said, hey, got a great guy here for the job. You should interview him while he's in town. And, yeah, take advantage of that. So I definitely believe that Howie pushed his man down the stairs to Arizona, well, <laughs> which is why it happened right. so quickly. Which is why it happened that's so the case. quickly. Yeah, so that's. You that's, know what didn't sit right with me? I know you had made the point about, you know, you can't judge a coach off of his like introductory press conferences or whatever. I agree with that. What didn't sit right with me was the fact that he cost us the Super Bowl. And not only that, he had nothing to say about it. No accountability, no nothing. He was the only guy who didn't come out in this organization and address the media after that game. Mm -hmm. All right. And I don't give a shit that you had an interview with another team. I don't care. I don't care to hear that. Get the, I'm glad he's out of here. Yeah, oh, it's, uh, it's 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 it was. It was I got heat all look. season. I was coming at him throughout the year, and everybody's like, "Well, you know, the Eagles lead the NFL in sacks. All this stuff they're pointing out. All oh, they hold opponents to, you know, X points per game. That's fine. But you saw all that talent on that defense, right? I'm not saying he's a bad defensive coordinator. I'm just saying I saw some uh, red flags there, and those red flags, hmm, boy, did they come out in the Super Bowl. Yeah, these these were flags that we definitely were uh, were <laughs> were the thought okay, that could happen in the Super Bowl, and we're hoping that uh, didn't come out. Uh, Jonathan Gannon did uh, finally voice some of his uh, thoughts and opinions and address a little too late. Yeah, it is a little late, but he did address uh, uh, the Super Bowl. I believe it was this morning or over the weekend at some point. Um, this transcript comes from uh, NBC Sports Pro Football Talk. Uh, with Peter King. So Jonathan Gannon spoke with Peter King, and he said, our players were prepped in regards to the Super Bowl. He said, our players were prepped. I did not do a good enough job myself to put them in a position to make the play. I didn't do a good enough job to get out of the call. I didn't mm. give them the tools that they needed to win the down. Uh, on the second one, talking about the touchdown, I thought Mahomes was going to play that as a drop back, and that coverage was a zero blitz. Uh, Jesus Christ wouldn't have covered that in a zero blitz. On the Tony touchdown, the Eagles actually had three cover players on two receivers to the right, Travis Kelsey inside Tony. Once Tony reversed his jet motion, Darius Slay or Vontae Maddox had to cut outside to cover him. They were both late. Mm. So uh, so he basically said, uh, it doesn't matter what would happen, nobody was covering the jet motion that the Chiefs had in place is what Gannon was saying. So. And he's blaming the 
players. Is that what we're getting out of this? I mean, obviously they're the ones on the. He's field. explaining what happened on the play, but yeah, I mean, you can you can slice it. Even when I was voicing my frustration for Gannon, people were saying, "Well, that's on Maddox. That's on Slay. They got caught up on the jet motion. Uh, it's their fault. Gannon's not on the field." I see it both ways. Definitely feel like Gannon didn't have his players prepped, so that's on him as well. But the but Jonathan Gannon also, or perhaps the, maybe the Chiefs just out coached him on that on those plays. Well, that was perhaps. evident. That was evident. That's 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 definitely out of it. And then uh, not not only that, but Jonathan Gannon uh, poached another coach from the Philadelphia Eagles, linebacker coach Nick Rollis, who is as old as I am, by the way, twenty nine years old. This man. Oh is. wow. Yeah, twenty nine. So uh, he has a super young offensive coordinator and a super young defensive coordinator. So we'll see how uh, how 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 that goes. But the uh, the uh, uh, Jonathan Gannon was able to poach him um, um, as well. So that's that's the rundown on the on the Gannon news. Went to Arizona, touched on the Eagles Super Bowl a little bit. It's been very weird to his players as of late. Uh, I get Michael Scott vibes from him. If you haven't seen the video that the Cardinals put out of how he's interacting with these players, uh, be sure to go look at that and try not to cringe because that is what uh, <laughs> that is certainly what is uh, what's 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 happening here. So uh, one more, one more thing I wanted to, to to touch on during this show real quick. So. Um, John McMullen of uh, Sports Illustrated quickly named yesterday a couple of free agents that he expects to leave in free agency. And the two players that are most likely to leave, he named is James Bradbury and Miles Sanders. James Bradbury, obviously, is the uh, uh, the, the, the cornerback that's going to get paid by some team next offseason. I, I assume Howie might try to keep him. I know that drafting a corner is going to be a priority. you got to get some younger bodies in here. Uh, but I did hear from a, from, from a source close to him. That, John, that James Bradbury recently said that we run it, run it back next year in regards mm. to the Eagles defense wanting to run it back next year, maybe with a defensive coordinator. I would actually wouldn't mind seeing a defensive coordinator with the same group. I know not every starter is going to be here. TJ Edwards, free agent, Kaiser White, yep. free agent, Marcus Epps, free agent, CJ, free agent, all these free agents we have. Can't roll out potential um, draft picks either. Yeah, yeah. So, but I would have loved to see what a, what a, what a different coordinator would have, what would have done with this group, but that's neither here. Uh, uh, nor there. So, Stephen, your thoughts on potentially losing James Bradbury and Miles Sanders? Those are the two names we're hearing early that could potentially be lost in uh, in free agency. Yeah, I mean, look, as far as the James Bradbury situation goes, um, the inevitable for this team was that they were they were going to have to draft a young developmental corner that could, you know, probably fill in for him and then fill in for Darius Slay one day. Because let's not pretend he's you know super young either. He's I would I would argue he's starting to leave his prime, even though he was one of the best coverage corners in the league this past year. Um, I mean, look, if the price is right, though, and they can bring Bradbury back, that'd be awesome, because uh, I do think corner is arguably one of the hardest positions to play in the NFL. So even if the Eagles were to go in the direction of drafting one high in the first or second round, I still don't know if I love just necessarily throwing him right into the fire. Maybe he could sit play a little bit, you know, his rookie year behind those guys, Slay and uh, Bradbury. Um, I will say this too, though. This is my personal side of it as far as the James Bradbury situation goes. That little, uh, well, let's just let, let's just be honest, man. Juju Smith, that was completely classless what he did. And I'm not going to lie, that lit a fire under me. And I'd imagine it lit a fire under James Bradbury. And I know it lit a fire under his teammates. Darius Slay and shout out to A.J. Brown coming to his defense. I don't know, man. It just feels like this team, you know, there's a lot of, I've said it time and time again, there's a lot of camaraderie. They they all seem to love each other and have each other's backs. I mean, like I said, if the price is right, it all depends on the market. That's the thing with free agency. You can't always blame, you know, the current team for maybe not being able to, um, you know, re-sign a player or something like that. There's 31 other teams out there. It's all about how the market values them. And that's actually 
going to be a huge factor into, you know, Miles Sanders. A lot of people think he's going to leave. Um, I'm personally split. I think it's more likely he's not back. But I think, um, I mean, obviously, depending on how the other teams out there uh, value Miles Sanders will factor into, you know, the likeliness of him coming back to the Eagles. Mm-hmm, yeah. So as far as James Bradbury is concerned, McMullen said, if you ask me, the two most likely to walk is James Bradbury and Miles Sanders. For different reasons, James is going to get paid because he had a great, great season. Unfortunately, it didn't end the way that you would like, but he's had an all pro season, was second team all pro, was one of the best cornerbacks in football. In his last chance, probably to cash in, win big bunny. He'll be 30 soon uh, or he's 30 now. I know he's, he's pushing 30. Uh, so it's probably his last chance to cash in big money. The Eagles just aren't going to be able to afford him. Uh, he didn't really speak on Sanders, but you can, you know, the writing's on the wall there. Harry Roseman has never paid running backs top end money, except for, I think, LaShawn McCoy. He paid him, right? He paid him big money, I think, before Chip traded him. Uh, I think he handed him Yeah, because I guess it was like a swap for, well, not a swap. It DeMarco Murray ended up filling that void i would assume right <laughs> did he feel it did he feel well it? you know what i'm saying the contract void the contract <laughs> void yeah the contract <laughs> not the not the uh, not not the production <laughs> void so 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 yeah so miles and james are going to be two two of the names will 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 be will be tough to see as far as as miles sanders is concerned his market value per spot track is currently set at 7.2 million dollars per year so you can do roughly three years 21 and a half million dollars is that something you'd be you'd be you'd bring him back for that price <sighs> man i don't know well, what are these how, other guys? This is, this is this is this is a better question. Would you do you would you be confident in Kenneth Gainwell and a draft pick? You know, leading leading the backfield. I I, I would like Kenneth Gainwell and a third round running back. Would you be confident in that? I I mean, yeah. It, look, it, I also have to see how the rest of the team gets filled out. Does that mean they're able to you know pay some other guys? Hopefully on the defense. Mm. Yeah, you know, it, you, I, I'm looking super big picture. Obviously, I'd prefer for Miles Sanders to be back because, you know, he had his best year last year. It's definitely worth noting. And there's also some names out there with uh, with uh, Josh Jacobs, Kareem Hunt. There's some other. Um, now, what do you some, think those guys get? Uh, psh, well, Josh Jacobs leading, but him and Saquon lead the lead the market. Uh, Kareem Hunt will get, you know, a serviceable contract. I don't, I don't know what his market value is, but he'll get a serviceable contract. It wouldn't shock me if they do gain well and, uh, and Kareem Hunt. But the thing is, is that Kareem Hunt is kind of a dual threat as well. He and Gainwell do the same thing, so why would you? Why would why would you? It's not. It can't be a one-two punch when both of you do the same thing. I think he's a powerful runner. I think he's a good physical guy, but he's also very good as a receiver. And they like to use Gainwell on mm-hmm. third down, so that that would be kind of counterproductive. Would have to see how that would work out. James Bradbury's market value: fifteen point one million dollars per year, three years, mm. forty-five million. He is going to be looking for on the market. Are you bringing him in at that price? Are you bringing him back at that price? <laughs> <sighs> That's you have to tough, restructure man. Darius Slay. You got to restructure Darius Slay. You got to figure all this out. That's a lot of money for James Bradbury. He's 30 years old. Part of me just thinks maybe they should just let him go. And it's like, you got to pay Chauncey, by the way. You got to pay Chauncey. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. What's yeah, going Chauncey, on here? Chauncey is the, uh, the, the priority. I think, I think Chauncey okay. and Javon Hargrave, and we're going to do stay or go episodes of, of the show per position. Where we, we might do offense and defense. Um, stay or uh, uh, how do you, how do you want to call it? Uh, uh, Bring back or let walk, however, yeah, whatever yeah. series you want to call it, we're going to do that on the pod uh, 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 soon. So, uh, but yeah, I think Hargrave and Chauncey got to be the uh, priorities. Brandon Graham said he wants to play a few more years. He's showing he'll take a lesser role. He'll probably come back on a lesser deal. Fletcher Cox might retire. We have to see how that goes. 
Um, but yeah, definitely a lot of deals. You have to bring back one of Kaiser or TJ. I like to believe TJ would be the guy you bring back. Mm-hmm. He was homegrown uh, good last year, even though he was kind of susceptible to to end the year. Nakobe and Kaiser do the same thing. So I'm, I would like to believe mm-hmm. uh, Nakobe Dean is going to step in and fill that role. Kaiser will go cash in elsewhere. Uh, so, so yeah, definitely. Similar, similarly, I see Jordan Davis uh, taking the mantle from Fletcher Cox. Yeah, yeah, but it would be nice if Fletcher retired and 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 went out. He 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 kind of uh, kind of uh, repaired his name. He, he it wasn't a very good 2021 season for him or 20 yeah 2021, uh, but had a very good 2022 with this uh, defensive line depth. And I think he can kind of go out, uh, you know, into the sunset on that and feel good about making the Super Bowl and and not having the sour taste that was left after after 2021. So we'll definitely uh, talk about some of those names coming up uh, uh, on the podcast. But Miles Sanders and James are two guys that reporters and uh, analysts are assuming aren't back next year. So take that for what it is worth. Last topic I want to hit on on this kind of uh, roundup edition of the show, how we hit on notes and things like that, is the two defensive coordinators that the Eagles are interested in. We all believe that Denard Wilson, the defensive backs coach, is the lead in-house candidate, but the Eagles are having an interview today, I believe, with Cardinals defensive coordinator Vance Joseph. Now, uh, Vance Joseph, currently 50 years old. He's uh, He was under contract with Arizona, but Jonathan Gannon coming into the mix. He's a defensive-minded guy. He's going to go in a different route. Obviously hired Nick Rollis to be defensive coordinator. So now Vance Joseph is looking for his next gig. I believe he's also interviewed with uh, with Denver. Uh, so that's something to watch as well. He served as Miami's defensive coordinator in 2016, held the same position with the Cardinals over the last four years. The issue with Vance Joseph for me, I don't think he's the leading candidate by any means. I think the Eagles are just kind of doing due diligence and talking to whoever. But if you want to rank his defenses by uh like kind of how he was, you know, when he was leading the Chargers defensive coordinator. In 2016, he was running Miami's defense. Uh tied for 24th in opponents offensive points per game, 20th in DVOA. In 2019, also ranked 20th in DVOA, 28th in points per game allowed. In 2020, 10th in DVOA, 10th in points per game allowed, did much better in 2020. In 2021, 6th DVOA, mm. 10th opponent's points per game. And uh, last year, 24th DVOA, 32nd, dead last in the league in offensive points per game. So that soured. Uh, they got him out of there, and that is that. Mm. So I don't think Vance Joseph is going to get the job. I think they're just going to talk to him, see where his head's at, oh, really? see if he could bring a fresh mindset. And, uh, and go from there. Is that a name you'd be intrigued? I don't know how much you know about him, but is that a name? You hear Vance Joseph, does that get you excited? <laughs> well, when you sat here and like went, went down these rankings, um, what I instantly thought of, I was comparing those teams talent-wise, those defenses talent-wise to this Eagles team. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. part of me just wonders, like like you said, maybe he would be the match, right? I can't mm-hmm. remember. We I feel like you and me had talked uh, the other day. Did I feel like you mentioned he's like the complete opposite of Gannon in regards to his blitz philosophy was that who mm-hmm. you were talking about um he's the the, the defense would be kind of similar with uh uh with this guy the next guy i'm about to talk about sean desai from seattle he's a guy that's going to kind of uh re- reshape the defense i think vance is just kind of i just like feel like we school. have too much and again it could be a completely different well maybe not completely different but there's gonna there could be some more you know a lot more new names on this defense next year but genuinely i feel like there's so much talent on this defense that you want a more aggressive minded defensive course well, we don't know, how, do many starter, know? how many starters are they about to lose we don't know how much talent's yeah. gonna be on this yeah. defense 
So that's 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 going to be the kicker too. Are you going to trust him with whatever new cornerback is going to come in here? Because you got to assume if Bradbury isn't back here, do you play Zach McPherson opposite Darius Slay? Do you play whoever you're going to draft in the first round opposite Darius Slay? You're going to have to figure all that out, and you're going to have to bring a guy in here that you can trust to own those talents. And that's why I believe Denard Wilson is probably. I, I believe he's still the lead candidate for the job. When you have your hand in the pot for uh for uh, the top ranked pass defense in the league, and you're the mm. defensive backs coach. Granted, you did have Bradbury and Slay to help you along the way, but uh, he put his players in good position to succeed. Maddox, Josiah Scott struggled, but he made some plays, and I liked what I saw. They still have Josh Job. They have other guys with talent on the roster. They're going to look to bring in guys like that. That's right. Who can uh, who can come in, especially with defensive backs. Uh, you know, uh, grooming is very very crucial with uh, with defensive backs. So you want to make sure that. Uh, bring a guy in here that can uh, own young talent. That's going to be very key for the Eagles as they have two first-round picks this draft. Both of them are probably going to defense. You're going to want to bring a guy in here that can do that can work with that. Um, the next guy, the guy that I would be very happy with if they uh, if they uh, hired is Seahawks associate head coach Sean Desai. Now I like this guy a lot. This was a name that I thought. Uh, once, once, once the the Eagles fired Gannon, or not fired Gannon. Once Gannon moved on, this was a name I assumed the Eagles would talk to because he's a Vic Fangio disciple, and we all know how much the Eagles respect Vic Fangio. So hmm. this was a name. It was it wasn't shocking to me. So uh, Sean Desai, thirty nine years old, has ties to the area as a Temple graduate. Went to Temple and was the right hand man for Pete Carroll uh, last season in Seattle. He's considered one of the NFL's rising stars. Coached mm. Temple, Miami, as well as Boston College before joining the Bears in 2013, where he learned under Vic Fangio and eventually became the defensive coordinator. I'm intrigued. With with Desai leading the defense in 2021, Chicago allowed 191.6 passing yards per game. That's good for third in the league. Mm. 316.7 total yards per game, good for sixth in the league. Mm. And he ranked fourth in the league in sacks with 49. Now oh that doesn't sound like a, that doesn't sound like a lot compared to what the Eagles did this year. But he know he he knew what he was doing. He was leading the charge, and Robert Quinn was going nuts as well. Uh, he didn't do anything here, but when Robert Quinn had 18 and a half sacks or whatever he had, uh, Sean Desai was a uh, was a big reason why. So uh, when he was uh, going around, like when he was first hired with Chicago, he basically said, I sat next to Fangio, so I was able to reflect on every game within the game and after the game of why certain things happened, certain situations, why he called that. Now, does that mean I'm going to do it the same way? No. Would he want me to do it the same way? No. This is going to be Sean Desai's defense, and it certainly was in Chicago before he elevated himself to associate head coach in Seattle. He's, he's a rising star. A lot of people like him and he's going to be a hot name. And the Eagles are looking to speak with him as, as, as a lot of teams are in regards to defensive coordinator. So that's mm. a name that certainly sounds like I see you uh, raising your eyebrows over there. Yeah. So I can't your, even sit still over here. You're over here reading this stuff off. I mean, it just is like music to my ears at this point. Oh my gosh. Like, shoot, that might be my number one priority right now for the Eagles off season. Hey, put that hurts extension on hold. If, if Jalen needs to be a part of this meeting, whoever, like, let's get a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And yeah. and from his perspective, the def- the potential defensive coordinator's perspective, like, he should – obviously, he's looking to get paid, obviously. But if he can put himself in a position where the team he's coaching on can make a run at the Super Bowl, that's what he should want because that's how you – like, as you can see, Steichen just got head coach job. Gannon, mm-hmm. head coach job. So mm-hmm. – I like I like Sean Desai. I like what he brings to the table. I like what he did in Chicago. I'm gonna be mad now if we can't pull this off. Yeah, it's either him or Denard Wilson. I hope it's not Vance Joseph. He's he's very middle of the like, pack, um, very average, very average. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I, I'm intrigued for the defensive coordinator spot to look outside of the organization. I think we do. Yeah, it's good to promote will. within because this is a great you know staff that we have. But I just mm-hmm. think uh should probably look elsewhere if you can. And obviously, yeah. it depends on you know what fish are out there or whatever, right? Fresh eyes, fresh mindset, new approaches. You always want to hear ideas from outside of the organization that could potentially take a defense to the next level. And the Eagles are already at a very high level in 2022. We're just going to have to see what starters return, what the situation is going to be. Maybe we'll have a coordinator that will blitz every now and then, even though Gannis says, doesn't matter what coverage you would have been in, you can't stop the jet motion. Don't want to hear that with this coordinator. Mm. <laughs> Appreciate you guys for tuning into this episode. Just want to do a quick uh, roundup of uh, Eagles notes that have happened since the end of the Super Bowl. You have Gannon uh, apparently getting more money than a head coach to stay here. And then Howie says, no, goodbye. We're pulling this contract off the table. Go to Arizona. Leave us alone. Um, so you got that. You got Vance Joseph and Sean Desai being looked at as b- potential defensive coordinators. You have Miles Sanders and James Bradbury maybe out the door as well as the quarterback push might be banned. So Nick Sirianni is going to have to get more creative. we got a lot of work to do this offseason. we got to come up with a new short yardage situation, a defensive coordinator <laughs> extending the quarterback. Nobody's more built for this than us, though. You got a lot of things to figure out. Yeah, like, like I mentioned earlier in the show, we're going to do more pods of stay or leave B. We're going to go down the list of guys who could stay, guys who could walk, potential replacements, things of that nature. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Be sure to rate the show, rate five stars, leave reviews if you enjoyed. Follow myself, Victor Williams, at the Philly Pod on all social platforms. Steven, where can the people find you? What you got cooking up on the Liberty Line uh, YouTube over there? Yeah, it's Stephen Conrad Jr. on all social platforms. Obviously, it's an extension of what we do here. You'll see, you know, Eagles podcast clips, but also general sports stuff. Because if you enjoy what I say on here, I'm sure you'll enjoy what I have to say about, uh, you know, things outside of Philly. As a matter <laughs> of fact, yes. I had a, what? I attacked, attacked, deservingly oh so. I went God. after Anna Horford because I did not like the things she said about you guys. I love you guys, all right? You guys are my people, and she had a lot of mean things to say. She called Mac McClung like a McNugget or something. Yes, she deleted, and I exposed her for it. Exposed, yeah. Stephen Conrad Jr. exposed uh, Al Horford's wife. Let it be known. Let it be his sister. His sister. His sister. Oh, his sister. Yeah, yeah. I forgot sister. Sorry. Don't get that. I had to fact check that that because I I was like typing. I was like, wait, is it actually his sister? (laughs) Oh my god. Well, we got Sixers coming up, guys. Let's hope they can make a playoff push and uh, that they don't get bounced in the second round. I just want to feel, I just want to feel, feel, uh, feel, feel something. Keep on tap for what's coming up in the next few weeks. We will catch you guys soon. Peace out from the Philly Pod. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.